Hello, and welcome to this episode of Inside the Vault. Today, we're excited to have David Fisher join us of Exchange Right. David is a managing partner and is primarily responsible for the acquisition, asset management, financing, and advocacy efforts related to Exchange Right and its affiliate businesses. Of course, Exchange Right provides real estate investments that target secure capital, stable income, and strategic exits in order to protect and grow wealth. So, David, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Stacy. It's uh, great to be here and uh, appreciate your uh, contributions uh, to the industry and knowledge. Well, you're welcome. And you guys have done your own contribution, uh, especially this year, which is what our topic is all about today. So let's jump right in. We're going to be talking about uh, 1031 uh, Exchange Right, obviously, is a leading sponsor of 1031 net lease portfolios, uh, value add portfolios. Uh, you do preferred equity and, and REIT investments. Um, but we're going to be talking about more about the lobbying effort and the taxation changes that could occur with IRS Section 1031 today. So let me start off this way. Uh, uh, David, you have been on the front lines of ongoing lobbying and grassroots efforts to protect the benefits that IRS Section 1031 clearly provides to investors from the severe restrictions that have been included in the, uh, the current administration, which is the Biden administration's American Families Plan, that is currently being reviewed by Congress right now. Can you explain how the administration's American Families Plan in its current form would restrict Section 1031. Yeah, so starting with uh, candidate Biden, uh, we knew 1031 was gonna be an issue. Um, and then when President Biden took office, uh, uh, we, we knew that was gonna be an issue. Uh, the uh, president's proposal was to restrict 1031 to half a million dollar annual uh, per person uh, gain and a million for a married couple. Um, in addition to those low limits, that causes all kinds of problems because uh, that would apply at the partnership level or a REIT level. So uh, larger entities that have a lot of shareholders or partners uh, would be limited to those small uh, limits as well as individual uh, transactions, which would be extremely detrimental to the real estate market. So what impact does limiting 1031 exchanges have on the health of commercial real estate uh, as a whole to the commercial real estate market, David? So the studies that have been done, um, uh, both micro and macro studies uh, by a couple of professors, Langham Petrova and Ernst and Young, uh, would suggest that around 15 to 20% of all commercial real estate transactions involve 1031 exchanges. Um, and the estimates are that a large portion of those transactions would be uh, stopped, delayed, uh, deferred uh, into the future, which would mean the amount of transactional activity in the commercial real estate uh, market would decrease substantially. Uh, it would also mean things like land would not be able to be transferred into conservation trusts because farmers and ranchers rely on 1031 in order to transfer land into those types of trusts. Um, lots of knockoff effects that, uh, frankly, the policymakers that originally proposed this uh, probably didn't understand um, and didn't appreciate the knock-on and, and effects beyond uh, just the taxation uh, at the surface. So, so this doesn't just affect investors who want to 
participate in an exchange. This, this has wide reaching impacts on commercial real estate as a whole, uh, which would include brokers, it would include investment managers, property managers. What, what are some of the other, the, the, who are some of the other uh, players in the space that would be impacted negatively by this? So it goes even deeper than that because uh, properties get purchased and either repurposed or refurbished. So when you think about what that means, that means jobs for plumbers, uh, steam fitters, electricians, mm -hmm. carpenters, and the less activity there is in the market, um, the less of those jobs. You look at real estate holdings in, in Europe, which most countries in Europe do not have a 1031, uh, transaction volume is much, much slower. And that refurbished process is much, much slower in the European economy than it is here in the US. And 1031 is a big part of that driving factor that creates those jobs and that liquidity uh, in the marketplace. And, and I'm assuming here that uh, Congress and the Biden administration or some members of Congress uh, may believe that if they do away with a section 1031, that it would increase taxation to the federal government. Is that the catalyst behind all of this? Yeah, I mean, 1031 has been looked at as a potential pay for since 2012, when it first came up in President Obama's budget. Um, each time the industry has done a good job educating uh, Congress uh, that there's a lot of uh, ancillary knockoff effects that when you add up the numbers and you look at the studies that have been done, the current study would actually suggest that uh, while the revenue raise was estimated to be about $2 billion a year over 10 years, the revenue loss from the jobs and the activity level uh, is actually two to three times greater uh, than the revenue raise. So net-net, the U.S. Treasury might end up losing money um, if you actually restrict this provision, which is, which is a very unusual outcome. But uh, once you get people focused on that, they, they start to wonder whether it's a good pay for, uh, which, which uh, is what we need people to understand. Yeah, and it sounds like one of those, uh, one of those arguments related to unintended consequences here. So, uh, which by the way, is the reason we need you, Exchange Right, and others who have, who have, uh, have had to educate uh, Congress. Now, speaking of that, where is Congress uh, where are they at in the process of evaluating this bill currently? Yeah, Stacy. So um, first of all, there's 35 different organizations that are part of the 1031 coalition. So that's across all parts of real estate, uh, landowners, farm owners, ranchers, conservation uh, folks. So, so there's a significant effort uh, to uh, educate um, and uh, inform members of Congress. Uh, that effort has been going on uh, since candidate Biden uh, announced uh, this to be part of uh, his potential tax changes. Uh, right now, the House Ways and Means Committee came out with their first draft of the portion of the uh, budget reconciliation bill, and they fortunately have left uh, 1031 exchanges out. Um, meeting last week with uh, some of those members of House Ways and Means, they clearly said that advocacy mattered. That is, our voices were heard um, and they intend to continue to work to keep it out. Now, that doesn't mean the effort is over because the Senate has not yet come out with 
their version of the tax portion of the reconciliation bill. Um, and we know that there's ongoing negotiations. Uh, what we're trying to avoid now is getting horse traded back in uh, to pay for something else uh, as part of a you know three and a half trillion dollar uh, spending uh, effort um, on behalf of the administration. So uh, we're not giving up on the work because uh, we need to make sure right up to the last day and and a, a law is signed that uh, 1031 is not part of it. Right. Can't we can't slow down or take our foot off the gas at this point? Um, so. I didn't know that about the 35 different organizations. That's phenomenal. And every one of these organizations probably have uh, hundreds of people involved. Speaking of that, um, you know, alongside other managing partners of Exchange Right, you have personally funded advocacy programs to help preserve the 1031 Exchange, I understand. Uh, these efforts have inspired nearly 5,000 advocates to send over 16,000 letters to their members of Congress. How can advisors, investors, real estate professionals, and other stakeholders get involved with the advocacy effort now, the lobbying effort now, to protect Section 1031? What can we do? So there, there are organizations, uh, National Association of Realtors for the Realtors, for uh, folks in our DST space and advisors, the Institute uh, uh, Portfolio Alternatives, um, they are very active and they have both PACs uh, who uh, put money behind these advocacy efforts and uh, they have simple uh, websites that allow for sending of those letters. All you do is click, put your information in and uh, your letters go off to your members of Congress. All of those things are important um, each and every step in this process. And, and I now view lobbying for 1031 as an evergreen responsibility. Um, because it's always going to be on one of those pay for decks and we have to continually educate uh, members of Congress because there's turnover, right? And new people come in, new staffers come in, and the staffers don't necessarily understand uh, how some of these things work in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what educational resources are available uh, to those who want to learn more about this and, and join in, in the fight to preserve the exchange? So uh, the, again, the Institute for Portfolio Alternatives has great resources on their website. Uh, and uh, the Federal Exchange Accommodators also has some really great resources, including kind of an infographic that gives a very a poignant graphic representation of the importance of 1031. So those are the two uh, websites where I would suggest people go to to uh, get uh, additional information. Lots of information on those uh, websites, uh, including the the reports that I mentioned earlier from the uh, professors and Ernst and Young. Okay, so I would encourage everyone listening to the podcast uh, to go to these websites and find out more and find find out exactly what the impact is. Just a personal story, David. Uh, you know, I grew up. My both my granddads were farmers, and um, we still own that land, and we we, we probably will never sell it. Uh, but in the context of discussing, should we sell, uh, we don't have, my, my, my dad doesn't have any uh, grandchildren who evidently want to be farmers. Uh, out, of, out of the nine grandchildren, no one, it doesn't look like anyone's headed in that direction. So we rent the land out to other uh, farmers. This is in South Georgia, by the way. 
And uh, but to the to the extent that this has come up in the past, someone wants to buy our land, and we considered it, even though we kind of have a philosophy that you know don't sell the farm. Uh, but we, we would absolutely do a 1031 exchange. That's the way we would do it. Uh, and this legislation as proposed would prevent us from doing it. We just would not sell the farm, uh, period, if, if that were the case, uh, if the, uh, the exemption was, was uh, no longer uh, there. So David, you and your partners also are engaged in a new fight uh, to, to oppose proposed amendments to section 138.312. So uh, can you and who will be impacted by those? So uh, that provision was something that was kind of slipped in uh, to the House Ways and Means draft uh, of the budget reconciliation bill. And what that provision does is it would eliminate the possibility for uh, individual retirement account holders to hold any types of private securities or non-traded uh, public securities like REITs uh, and those types of securities in their individual retirement account. Um, it has a pretty serious effect. Um, uh, people have estimated that somewhere between 30 and 40% uh, of the capital flows in the non-traded REIT space are coming from individual retirement accounts. Uh, exchange right, we have our own REIT and a significant portion of the capital in that private REIT uh, comes from individual retirement accounts. Um, it, would, it would have a huge uh, decrease in capital flows in, in the kind of private securities real, real estate space. Um, our understanding is uh, it was a part of an effort to get rid of the mega uh, IRA issue that has been out in the public and in the news. Um, but uh, we think they just drafted this portion of it incorrectly um, because this is more targeted at uh, very average uh, uh, middle class and upper middle class investor, not the mega, mega net worth uh, type folks. Okay, so, so when you say mega, you're, you're, you're referring to net worth. Yeah, so it was their, their, their attempt to try to stop the mega net worth from ultra net worth from benefiting somehow from taxation. Yeah, there's a story on Peter Thiel, one of the PayPal founders who uh, put a bunch of private uh, venture stock into his IRA and it's now worth you know several billion dollars. Uh, yeah. That's what they're trying to eliminate, which you know I understand that issue, uh, but they shouldn't be eliminating investors who have uh, 200,000 net worth and are putting $50,000 into uh, a private real estate security. Yeah, they're hurting the little folks uh, when they do that. So hopefully uh, you and others in the industry, including Blue Ball, can get involved in helping educate them about this very important issue because you're right, a large percentage of investment holdings are, be, are being held, or alternative investment holdings are being held in retirement accounts like your IRAs. Um, so how can we help on this effort? Is it different from the 1031 uh, exchange effort or is it roughly the same? It's the same, but it's more, there isn't a coalition because this just came up. Um, you know, this was slid in under the wire. Um, so we need people to be loud and noisy uh, calling and writing their members of Congress um, very soon, like, you know, in the next weeks, not in, 
not in six months. Uh, yeah. They need to get active uh, right away. Um, again, IPA has uh, a letter option on their website um, for this okay. issue uh, that was just created. Um, but this is one where, you know, pick up the phone and call your chief of staff if you're a member of Congress and tell them this hurts your business uh, dramatically and, and it hurts the, you know, average investor. Um, that's what I'd ask people to do uh, ASAP on, on this issue. Okay, and we'll probably be hearing more from uh, from you and Exchange Right about this, maybe with some form letters. But in, until then, uh, I would encourage our listeners to go to ipa.com, where they have a form letter that, that explains all of this, and you can just probably auto fill your name, and that'll be populated to Congress. Those letters make a huge difference. They may not read any individual letters, but they do count the number of letters. And that's how they tell uh, the intensity behind uh, the different uh, opposition to legislation by the number of letters and correspondence that they get. So uh, thank you very much again, David, for that. Anyway, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. Can't thank you enough for what these organizations are doing. Again, check out the Institute uh, of, uh, for Portfolio Alternatives. That might be IPA.com. Uh, yep. And the other, what's the other organization, David, that you mentioned? Federal Exchange Accommodators. It's the Qualified Intermediary uh, uh, Group. And probably something at National uh, National Association of Realtors also. And National yeah. Association of Realtors is, is the other one. Yeah, okay. Well, David, thank you for what you're doing and thank you for joining us today. This has been uh, very educational um, and uh, we appreciate what you and Exchange Right, Joshua, Warren, and others are doing to advance solutions for the alts industry for advisors. In this particular case, in the lobbying efforts uh, that you guys are engaged with. And I hope you'll come back again soon and give us an update. Uh, if someone wants to find out more about uh, what you do or find out more about Exchange Right or find out more about the efforts, can they do that at Exchange Right? Uh, dot com also? Yeah. Yes, they can. Um, they can uh, follow the links there and, and get more information too. Great. Well, that's going to do it for us today from Inside the Vault. We appreciate you taking the time to join us and listen in. Please be on the lookout for future podcasts or visit our website at bluevaultpartners.com slash podcast to watch past episodes. Have a great day.